Ready to break up with your bullshit? I mean, all those excuses that are keeping you stuck. Because you have one life to live. And if you're not having fun yet, then that's a problem, dude. Welcome to Goals, Grit, and Some Woo-Woo Shit. The podcast where you learn about the habits of kicking ass at life. Whether you want to get ripped, get rich, or just get high on life, this is the place to be. Here's your host, best-selling author and feel-good expert, Una Duncan. Hey, you're listening to Goals, Grit, and Some Woo-Woo Shit. I'm your host, Una Duncan. And today, I want to tell you about a huge epiphany I had last year about the different stages that people go through when they're trying to you know, develop their healthy habits and get in great shape. So when they want to get from someone who is not in great shape, who doesn't know where to start, they're totally overwhelmed, and they want to get to someone who is like kicking ass, who feels so powerful and proud of their body, and they have zero doubt that this is the way it will always be. Okay? Now that is a journey. And I want to go through and talk to you about the defining characteristics of each stage of that journey and the ways that you can support yourself or someone else if you're working with someone else and the skills and the specific qualifications that you need in order to get to the next stage of your journey. And so I actually talk about this a little bit in my book. I mention what's called the trans-theoretical model of behavior change. So this is the most widely accepted model in psychology that helps people identify the stages that they're at, both cognitively and behaviorally, when they're trying to change their health behaviors. The first stage is pre-contemplation. So this is, picture it, someone who's sitting on the couch, They the thought of exercising is like completely foreign. They have no interest. If you were like, hey, I'm off to the gym, they'd be like, why? They just totally don't get it. You might have a relative like this who's just like, it is not on their radar at all. They aren't even thinking about not drinking or eating vegetables or whatever the health behavior is. Okay. So, if you are dealing with someone at this stage, now I know the temptation is if, if healthy habits are important to you, I know that you're like, dad, it's so good for you. Like come for a walk with me, blah, blah, blah. You know, a lot of people will often come to me and say, Oh, what can I do to make my teen, my partner, my parents, you know, get motivated? But listening, dude, if you're dealing with someone who's at that stage, there is not much you can do because that stage is characterized by complete denial and total ignorance of the problem. They don't see a problem. It's just they're not even thinking about it. If you wanted to, you could point out the risks of sitting around and eating Doritos all day, but I really wouldn't recommend it because they're just not ready to hear it. Okay. So the next stage is contemplation. So picture the same person still sitting on the couch, still not doing anything, but they're starting to kind of feel guilty about it. You know, like they're not going to go to the gym, but they're at least going to have the thought. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days, one of these days I'm going to go to the gym. All right. They're starting to feel a little bit conflicted about it. Now, if you know someone who's at that stage, you know, that person who's always like, yeah, you know, totally, I'm going to do that one day. What they probably need is a little bit more information. You know, often they are blocked with ideas like, Oh, you know, I'd, I'd love to get in shape. But it's just, I, you know, I don't have the time. It's going to take so long. I'll have to exercise for an hour every day. Or, you know, if I commit to getting in shape, that means I'll never be able to drink beer again or have my favorite foods or have popcorn at the movies or whatever. Or, you know, you can't get in shape when you're my age or with my injury or whatever. Okay. So usually someone at that stage who's not doing anything, but they kind of feel conflicted about it, 
they have all these barriers that are making the change feel so big. And what you can do to help them or yourself is maybe just show them the possibilities, give them a little bit more information, and then they might move on to the next stage. The next stage is called preparation. Okay. So this is someone who's like, okay, all right, I'm doing it. I'm getting off the couch. I'm, I'm joining a gym and they do, and they actually join it. Like they haven't gone yet. They haven't moved yet, but they've joined the gym or they've bought the sports bras or the running shoes, or maybe they've even just started researching gyms and different programs, or they bought a healthy cookbook or whatever, you know, maybe they've started telling everyone, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm starting this new thing. I'm going sugar-free on Monday or whatever. Okay. So at this stage, what people really need is to be totally clear on exactly what they're going to do. Where is the gym? How long is it going to take me to get there? What am I going to do when I get there? Who can help me? So in my world, this is people who have, for example, bought my program, but they haven't started yet. So in business world, we call this onboarding. Like, how do I onboard people into this new world? So they will get a series of emails that says, okay, here's exactly what's going to happen. This is the date that you're going to get access to the site. Here's your grocery list. Here's your checklist of exactly what you're going to have to do every day to get success. And by the way, you should book off 30 minutes, three times a week to exercise. Here's the one piece of equipment you need. Here's the link to buy it. Here's where you can contact us. This is where you can get your questions answered, blah, 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 blah. You just want to make them feel totally prepared. Okay. So the next stage is action. And this is where you're like, look, mom, I'm doing it. This is where you're actually going to the gym and you're so proud of yourself or you've been you know, alcohol free for a week or whatever it is. You're so proud of yourself. And at this stage, what is so important is to feel rewarded for your action. Okay. Now this is a whole other conversation, but when people quote unquote fall off the wagon, it's almost always because they didn't find a way to make the healthy action feel good, right? You know, I talk about the habit loop. They've got the trigger, behavior, and reward. You've really got to focus on that reward portion to build up that habit loop, okay? The the more rewarding it will be, the stronger the link between the trigger and the behavior. And then that's why it's a loop. And the more you make it feel good, the more you're going to want to do it. And then the more it's going to keep happening, okay? Now, the other important thing at this stage is social support. The more you can surround yourself with other people doing this new activity, this new habit, the better, because it will become your new norm, okay? Okay, so now here's where I deviate from the trans-theoretical model. And this is the big epiphany that I had last year. Now with the trans-theoretical model of behavior change, after action, you go into maintenance and then there's relapse. And then you start all over again with preparation. And it's kind of a loop. Now, for a long time, I agreed with this. I actually, I would do a lot of like morning shows and I would explain the trans-theoretical model. This is like one of my gigs that I would do every January. But this past year, I started to look at my clients and I was like, you know what? It's not action, maintenance, relapse. It doesn't have to be a loop. It can be a progression that leads towards mastery if you develop certain skills along the way. So here is my adjusted model that I use in my program. And it actually kind of follows, this is what I noticed last year. It follows the stages of life. Okay. So when people first hit that action phase, it's kind of like being a little kid. I call it being an emerging MFR. I call all my clients MFRs, which 
stands for Masters of Fitness, obviously. So I call it being an emerging MFR. So when the people are first in action, they are so cute. They're so like full of energy and enthusiasm. But here's the deal. When you're in that stage, you need really clear, really simple instructions so you don't get overwhelmed, just like a little kid. You also will probably want a really clear authority figure to tell you exactly what to do. And you want to do everything right. And you want the authority figure to see that you're doing it right and give you assurances. Yes, that's right. Keep going. You're doing great, right? You want a lot of reassurance that you're doing it right. Because you're learning these new skills. And what you need to do when you're learning new skills is you need to just practice and practice and practice. Just like a little kid learning to ride a bike or, you know, walk or whatever. They just need to practice. They're going to fall down. They need an authority figure to pick them up, go, that's okay. Keep going. I got you. Right. And that practicing is what's going to build their confidence or your confidence if you're at the stage. And here's the deal. If you're at this stage, it is so important not to try to rush it, you know? And I know you're going to want to. You're going to be like, okay, but I really want to get to the next stage. I don't want to be in this stage where I'm still figuring everything out and it feels new and, you know, I keep falling down. I'm having to pick myself up and I got to follow this really structured plan, okay? It's really important to not try and rush learning these skills. And that's why I think it's so helpful to think of yourself as a little kid, Because think of all the compassion we have for little kids and how many times we let them fail and try again. You know, we never give up on kids learning to read. You know, kids suck at reading when they first start reading. And no matter how many times they stumble and mispronounce and get frustrated and want to throw the book away, you know, we just say, no problem, come back to it, just do a little bit, you know, and that's the kind of compassion we need for ourselves when we're learning any new skills or new healthy habits. That is the kind of gentleness and patience you need to give yourself at this stage. Now, the exciting part of this stage, this action phase, this emerging MFR phase, the kid phase, is that your learning curve is so steep. And that can feel really challenging, you know, I'm not going to lie. But it's also when you are going to notice like unbelievable progress. It's really noticeable. And that's so exciting and so motivating. You know, anyone will tell you when they first start doing my program, or I'm sure most programs, like the gains, the results are like, wow, you know, it's super exciting. It's also new. So you don't feel bored. I mean, it's actually, it's the most fun stage. Like who would want to rush their childhood? So again, at this stage, when you're just starting out, okay, you need it to be simple. Like the more simple you can make this, the better. If someone comes at you with some super complicated program where you have to like count your macros and do this and like complicated meals, like no, make it simple, simple, simple. You also need a very clear structure. So um, I, <laughs> I had a learning moment as a leader in my company, because we always wanted to give people autonomy. And I'll talk about that. That's a later stage. So people would sometimes be like, um, is it okay if I have like um, a banana for a snack or something or whatever? I don't know. And at first we would respond something like, well, I don't know. How does it feel in your body when you have a banana? Is a banana consistent with the kind of results you want to get? Like we would try and coach them to come up with their own answers. But at this stage, at the child emerging MFR stage, they just want a clear structure. Like just tell me what to do. Okay. So clear structure, no ambiguity. They want it simple. Okay. 
you also at this stage, you need a lot of support. So make sure you know where to go for questions. You have people who are going to reinforce your healthy habits and say, yes, you're doing it right. That's great. Keep going. Keep going. You know, you need a lot of support at this stage. You need someone who's going to pick you up, dust you off and be like, keep trying. You're awesome. You're making progress. Um, and you need that space to practice, practice, practice until you get consistency. At this stage of the game, when you are just starting out, when you are just an emerging MFR in the child phase, you're just, it's a reps game. You just need to keep practicing. You're just building that habit loop. You're repeating that habit loop as often as you can. And consistency is really the big skill you need to learn before you get to the next phase, which I call the feisty teenager phase. So this is kind of parallel to the trans-theoretical models relapse phase. But here, this is my big distinction, dude. I think they've got this wrong. It's not a relapse. It is a totally normal stage of growth where you've got the basic skills down. And now you're starting to look for autonomy and individualization and feeling a little rebellious and you're, you don't want to listen to some authority figure telling you what to do anymore. You want to figure it out for yourself, right? And this is all, it's a stage where it's all about seeking independence and doing experiments. I mean, you might remember that from your actual teenage years, right? Yeah. This is the part of your fitness journey where you're smoking pot behind the portable at your school, wearing way too much eyeliner. I mean, not literally, but metaphorically, it's the stage where you just kind of want to see what you can get away with. You know, you start sneaking licks and bites and tastes of some food that you would said you're not going to eat anymore, or you start skipping your workouts or going a little crazy for a weekend just to see what's going to happen. Like what you're doing here is you are testing boundaries in a way that teens do. And it's not a relapse. It's experimentation. What happens when I do this? Can I get away with this or are there consequences? Can I live with the consequences? Or do I want to adjust my behavior? Like these are really important experiments to run so that you can take some pre-prescribed healthy lifestyle protocol and you make it your own. This is an essential phase to move through. It is not a relapse. In my program, I never allow people to say things like, I fell off the wagon or I screwed up. Instead, I will have them reframe it and say like, oh, you ran an experiment. How did it go? What did you learn? Right? So like, imagine someone said something like, I ran an experiment to see what would happen if I skipped all my workouts for two weeks during my European vacation and I ate a ton of pastry, but I also walked a lot every day. Like, that's an interesting experiment to run. What happens? And do I want to do that again next time I go traveling? Depending on the outcome, then you can decide what you want to do next time. And do you see how this is like so much more mature and so much more evolved than having this childlike superstitious adherence to a pre-prescribed plan? And I'm not I'm actually I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If you are in that that emerging MFR stage, if you're just starting out, that is exactly what you need to do. And you need to build the reps. But once you've got that consistency down, then you need to start experimenting and make it your own. And do you see how it is so much more helpful to reframe these as intentional experiments rather than I fell off the wagon, I screwed up. Now, quick caveat here. <laughs> A lot of people get stuck in the teen phase because they're running the same experiments over and over again. 
I wonder what would happen if I basically starve myself all week and save up all my Weight Watchers points for the weekend and then drink them all with three bottles of wine. Listen, if you've done that experiment and you didn't like the results, then learn from it and move on. Please don't repeat the same experiment over and over again. That's like Einstein's definition of insanity. People who are running the same experiments and not getting great results and then running them again because they've got this sense of rebellion, they need to understand they're not really like sticking it to anyone but themselves if they keep repeating the same unsuccessful experiment. Okay? So don't get stuck in the teen phase. Hey, hey, so as you know, every month we give away a prize to someone who has left an awesome review of this podcast in the month previous. So I'm about to announce to you who has won a prize for leaving us an awesome review in January. And first, I'll tell you what the prize is. They have won a copy of my Meal Prep Made Easy program. So this is a program where I give you a month's worth of healthy dinners, and I teach you how to prep those dinners in one hour a week. And then they are on the table, and it's awesome. So the winner of the Meal Prep Made Easy program for leaving an awesome review in January is someone by the name of LCVA. If you left a review and you left it under the initials LCVA, email info at fitfeelsgood.com and claim your awesome meal prep made easy program. Thank you again for leaving an awesome review. And guess what? That could be you next month. So go ahead and leave a written review on Apple right now or on Audible and uh, you could win next month and who knows what the prize will be. Woo-hoo. Hey, dude, if you are enjoying this episode and you have a friend that you think might also benefit from this information, please share it with them. That helps my podcast so much and it's going to help your friend. Share the love. Thanks so much. Here's what you need to do to graduate beyond the teen phase. First, The teen phase is about conducting intelligent experiments that will help you determine and individualize a healthy lifestyle that works for you. Two, the primary skill set here is to develop a habit of self-monitoring so that you can determine the success of your experiments. Do I want to do that again? Yes or no? And then you move on. And in doing so, you are going to develop a sense of autonomy and you will realize that you are 100% responsible for your own results. And that, my friend, is a primary characteristic of the next phase, which is being a grown-ass adult. So in the grown-ass adult phase, this is where you've run all your experiments, you've learned your lessons, and you have figured out the healthy lifestyle that works for you. And you're pretty much executing it consistently. Not a lot of drama. And again, it's really about understanding that you are 100% responsible for your own results and you accept that. And you know you're not blaming a program or a guru or a circumstance in your life. You're like, nope, it's up to me and I know how to make that happen. Um, an adult has developed really strong skills in meeting challenges through practice and practice and practice. And in doing so, they have developed an identity as someone who does this. And let me make a distinction here about how you can know if you really have that identity as someone who is a healthy eater, for example. Now, if I were to say to you, um, 
are you going to eat healthy three Tuesdays from now? Now, if you are just like on a diet or you're kind of pretty shaky with your new habits, that's okay. But if someone said to you, are you going to eat healthy three Tuesdays from now? You'd probably be like, um, I don't know. I, let me, let me see my calendar. I don't know what's kind of going on that day. You know, if I'm at home, probably, but if I'm on vacation, I don't know. It depends if I've got friends over. Okay. So that is not someone who is a hundred percent solid in their healthy habits. Because if somebody has an identity as a healthy eater, if you say, are you going to eat healthy three Tuesdays from now? They'd be like, of course I'm a healthy eater. That's what I do all every day. Do you hear the difference? So that's how you know if you have an identity as someone who just does this. Now, if you're at that adult stage, that grown ass adult stage, at this stage, you're probably pretty close to your fitness goals, or at least you're on a steady trajectory in that direction. Probably not a dramatic trajectory at this stage. That that tends to happen more in the uh, child phase. And the teen phase, you t- it tends to be like all over the place, lots of up and downs, lots of drama. Also in the adult phase, you no longer feel the need to constantly experiment because you've pretty much at this point figured out the rituals and the habits that feel sustainable and totally successful for you. Great, right? So what's the problem with the adult phase? <laughs> well, the only problem with adulthood is that it's a bit boring. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this about your actual adulthood, but sometimes it can feel like one long freaking to-do list. And like at this point, you're pretty good at executing the to-do list, but like, where's the fun? I mean, you don't probably miss the hard work and the brain power and the focus that the, the child phase needed or the like up and down drama of the teen phase. But you might miss that like excitement of what all these habits felt like new and novel and you're noticing all these crazy results or, you know, that rebellious feeling when you're a teen and you decide to just fucking chuck all your habits in the dumpster fire for a weekend of glory. I don't know. You've learned your lessons. You know that that's not going to make you feel good. But yeah, being in this phase can feel a little like, huh, ho hum. So here are the two final skills that you need to learn that's going to take you from being in the adult phase to truly becoming a master. First, you need to learn how to systematically apply the principle of progressive overload. And that's going to help you continue to get this sense of growth and progress. So progressive overload is a fitness principle. It's probably a life principle, but I'll say a fitness principle that if you want to see continued results, you need to continually make it harder. And I'll I'll talk about that more in another episode. But basically, what you need to do to master this is you really need to learn the levers that you can pull to kick up your results when you want to. Second skill, you need to learn how to combat complacency through reinforcing your healthy habits. And what I mean by that, my friend, is you need to figure out how to make them feel fun again. So remember the habit loop, it's trigger behavior and reward. And the more you can strengthen that reward feeling, the more you're going to reinforce the behavior, but also it's going to help you feel engaged and excited. And even though you're kind of already freaking awesome at doing it, it's going to keep you pumped to keep doing it. So then what happens? 
Once you've gone through the child phase and you've developed the foundational skills and then you've got the consistency going, then you hit the teen phase where you like do all these experiments and it's a bit rough and it's a bit up and down, but finally you've designed your own individualized set of habits that make you feel good. And then you hit the adult phase where you learn the skills of how to see continued improvements and continue to make it feel fun and exciting. Then you are truly a master of fitness awesomeness. So when you get to this stage, in any situation, three Tuesdays from now, no problem. In any situation, you are 100% confident that you are going to be able to stay on track with your healthy habits because that's just the kind of person you are. You are the kind of person that automatically makes healthy choices that are going to make you feel good. That is just your standard now. You are happy with your body, but by no means do you feel like, okay, I'm finished, right? You are always so pumped and excited for the next challenge, and you feel totally confident that you can meet those challenges because you have a proven track record of setting goals, overcoming difficulties to achieve them, and achieving those goals. And then when you realize once you've accomplished this with your physical health, you can accomplish these skills in other areas of your life. You know, one thing I've witnessed in doing this is that when people finally master their physical health, there's a ripple effect, dude. There is a ripple effect. It goes through their emotional and their mental health and that it hits their relationships and then their careers and their finances. Like the, you cannot underestimate the power of mastering your physical health. Okay. So that's my soapbox. But listen, a couple of things I want to point out here. Uh, one thing, if you're curious about what stage you're at, I mean, you probably listen to this and you're like, oh, ding, 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 I'm totally a teen or whatever. But if you're curious about where I would place you, I've got a quiz. It's at fitfeelsgood.com slash quiz. Yeah, just wanted to make sure I got that right. <laughs> fitfeelsgood.com slash quiz. I'll put the link in the show notes. And if you listen to this and you're like, oh shit, I totally know what stage I'm at and it sure isn't being a master. I want you to take it easy on yourself. Like That's why I wanted to reframe these stages with the stages of life. Because consider how much compassion and tolerance we have for the young people in our lives. You know, like we love the little kids and the teens exactly as we they are. Like we would not want to change their chubby cheeks and their, you know, covered in food and their awkward teen coolness and cracking voices. We wouldn't want to change any of that for anything. We don't want to skip any of that. And we are super excited for all the growth and learning they have coming up and all the potential that they are going to grow into. So that is exactly how I want you to treat yourself. No matter where you are on your journey, you are perfect right now, exactly as you are. Even if your habits are kind of shaky, even if your belly is kind of shaky, you're perfect right now. And it is totally possible to be happy with where you are right now and excited about where you're going. Like a little kid who's so happy to be a kid, but they're also really excited to be an astronaut someday, right? So no matter what stage you are at today, you are awesome and perfect. And it's really exciting because you have so much potential. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, let me know what you think of this. Does it resonate with you? Send me an email or a DM. I would love to hear your thoughts on the stages of the fitness journey. All right. I'm at Una Duncan on Instagram and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, dude, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed so you can get the next one. And by the way, if you rate and review this podcast, it really helps me get found by other people who need some goals, grit, and some woo-woo shit. And be sure to connect and DM me at Una Duncan on Instagram and let me know what you thought of the episode. Chat soon.